up on today's federal newscast. While many federal workers remained furloughed, many agency political appointees were set to get a raise. A bill in Congress looks to ensure low-wage contractors get paid once the shutdown ends. And two technology executives are leaving the General Services Administration and heading to the private sector. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Agencies will have to hold off on giving their political appointees pay raises. They were set to kick in over the weekend, but new guidance from the Office of Personnel Management acknowledges Congress could eventually reverse course and decide to freeze pay for political appointees in an appropriations bill or continuing resolution. OPM says it will issue new guidance once the funding situation becomes more clear. The news that political appointees were even going to get raises is not faring well with federal employee groups. The National Treasury Employees Union expresses outrage over the president's year-end executive order implementing 2019 pay raises for political appointees, but not career federal employees. Congress has chosen to freeze pay for political appointees through a provision in omnibus spending packages for the past four years. The lawmakers left some appropriations bills unfinished, and that's triggered automatic payment adjustments for employees on the executive schedule. The Census Bureau's 2020 count operations have kept running during the partial shutdown, but the agency sees its resources dwindling as the shutdown enters its third week. The Census Project, a coalition of good government organizations, estimates the agency can fund decennial count work for a shutdown lasting up to six to eight weeks. The agency has used carryover funding from fiscal 2018 to keep operating. Several senators introduced new legislation to give back pay to low-wage federal contractors during the partial government shutdown. The bill would guarantee contractors working as agency cafeteria workers, security guards, janitors, and others would be paid retroactively once the shutdown ends. Senators Tina Smith, Mark Warner, Tim Kaine, Chris Von Holland, Ben Cardin, and Sherrod Brown introduced the bill. Federal contractors haven't typically gotten back pay after a government shutdown. Two senators introduced bipartisan legislation to establish a new federal office focused on combating Chinese and other foreign threats to U.S. technology. Senators Mark Warner and Marco Rubio's idea is to create the Office of Critical Technology and Security at the White House to help coordinate efforts to protect technology across the federal government. Warner says there's a need for a whole-of-government technology strategy to protect U.S. competitiveness in emerging and dual-use technologies and address the Chinese threat by combating technology transfer from the U.S. The House is set to vote on several bills this week to improve the federal acquisition process for small businesses. House leadership says seven bills in all will come to the floor. Among them is legislation to require the Small Business Administration to report to Congress on the number of contracts receiving the best-in-class designation and how many task orders went to small firms. Another bill would expand the number of sole source contracts available for hub-zoned, service-disabled, veteran-owned, and women-owned small companies. Kelly Olson, acting director of the General Services Administration's Technology Transformation Service, is leaving for a job in the private sector. GSA confirms to Federal News Network January 18th will be her last day. Former SunTrust Bank Executive and Chief Information Officer Anil Sharyun will take over as the permanent head of TTS later this month. Olson served at TTS's chief of staff before heading up the agency in August. 
A second key GSA technology executive is jumping to the private sector. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. Justin Herman is leaving the General Services Administration to join Twilo as its first head of public sector. Herman spent the last six years directing the Emerging Citizen Technology Program Office for GSA's Technology Transformation Service. During his time at GSA, Herman led the effort to educate and implement emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, robotics process automation, and many others. At Tuwillow, Herman will help the communications platform provider break into the federal, state, and local markets. I'm Jason Miller. The Senate confirms Ellen McCarthy as Assistant Secretary of State for Intelligence and Research. McCarthy is the former Chief Operating Officer of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. McCarthy spent the last two years as Vice President of Intelligence and Analytics at Noblis, a nonprofit science and technology organization. The Air Force Officer Training School is pivoting away from separate programs for line and non-line officers. Line officers usually fill operational billets while non-line officers take staff positions. The Air Force says the two separate training programs will be phased out over 2019 and replaced with a combined eight-week course. The course will provide an off-ramp for non-line specialties. The Air Force says the change will increase the quality and quantity of officers. And the U.S. Military Academy is beginning a major IT overhaul, starting by moving itself away from military networks. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. West Point IT officials say the changes are based on the idea that the academy has more in common with other universities than it does with military organizations. So starting this month, it says it's breaking free of the .mil top-level domain and moving its users to a cloud-based .edu infrastructure. Part of the project will serve as a pathfinder that might show the Army how to move its email services to a commercially run cloud environment. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 